waiting for Stone to shade. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 long time no see. Welcome back. Uh, hi, how are you? <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I just. Uh, I, I, Did you refill your glass? No, I got I got water. I got sparkling water. Oh, you oh you joined the crew. All right, all right. Got the water. All right. This has to. She has to also stay hydrated. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. You know, I, I um. I couldn't figure out what to now drink. I, I had mm -hmm. the mouth back and I finished that. And um, I was kind of teetering on what to open next. And I didn't necessarily want to continue from all back. And then I just decided water works, right? So uh, mm -hmm. let's put some water and do that. Um, again, I just I just thank you for even just let us have this dialogue. And I'm really su also super curious for, I, I know there were a lot of comments. I don't know if there were any questions. Um, all thoughts, but I really enjoyed also listening and hearing and seeing some of the commentaries that were coming through on some of the different things. I mean, the things that we're speaking about, there's so many different angles and there's so much depth too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally could have, mm -hmm. and you know this, we've spoken about this, um, an entire conversation on just this navigating through corporate or understanding how to do mm -hmm. that, emotional health. And, and as we are literally jumping into facing a mental emotional health pandemic of its own um just stemming from yeah. what's happening in the world i think it's so important for us to create avenues to to have those conversations and speak to how this is literally exposed a lack of connection with each other yep. in the world where people are feeling so alone and so separated right because social media mm -hmm. is um is certainly not true connection um you know right but not true connection so um <clears throat> really looking forward to to doing that and i just want to say um thank you love you much um because you know i don't do this without a check <laughs> <laughs> we know we know we know we definitely know what's going on we know what time it is <laughs> um, so but for you for you anything anything anytime always so no i appreciate it i i just thought that um you know with me um, this is my tenth, um, my tenth kind of live, my tenth episode of of doing these talks with with people like yourself. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't at least ask and and, and say, hey, will you do this? You know, uh, with me. Um, so I, I, you know, I mean, the stuff we talk about, man. I mean, is amazing. And I mean, this is years. I mean, like years of just dialogue that we have and. I say, why not give, you know, a glimpse of what we talk about, you know, to everybody else, man, because I, I believe that it could help a lot, you know, just a lot of people. And, you know, iron sharpens iron and, and we sharpen a lot, you know what I'm saying, you know, for years. So I just, you know, I said, why not take the chance and just ask you, you know, would you do this with me? You, you know? So thank you. No, <laughs> um, so you were, so you were giving tips um, yeah. about, you know, mental health. And so, you know, I wanted you to be able to finish those thoughts, you know, not, and now that we have the time, um, you know, to finish those thoughts. So. I think, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think it's very important for us to all be able to identify what that looks like. And it's always easy to find mm -hmm. out what is that thing that replenishes me. And sometimes it's first understanding, mm -hmm. how do I get empty? Um, I recall right. school, um, Ms. Martinez, uh, shout out Chelsea high school. Um, and all my, my lions out there. But um, 
I remember sitting and she said, you know, you give yourself to so many people, but you have to save some of you for yourself. You have to mm. do that. Mm -hmm. I heard that and I was probably 15. Like, okay, okay, let's mm -hmm. go on that for a minute. Um, so I, I think it's really important that we understand the importance of our emotional wellness, right? So yep. we talk about financial wellness and, you know, I've done the conversations, uh, the currency conversations and speaking to financial wellness and that's something else I speak to. Um, but I really think mm -hmm. there's a dedication and understanding overall wellness, and that definitely includes our emotional health and what that really yep. looks like. Understanding when you feel empty, understanding um, yep. wanting to feel loved. You know, it's not to say I'm not loved, but sometimes I just, I need to feel that. And just that mm -hmm. you know, Renee saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so understanding mm -hmm. what it requires to fill your cup. And I think a lot of us also tend to, have the idea that the the cups that we find that we're filling, we are requiring them to fill us up, and that's not always the mm -hmm. case. Um, right. I do hold the universe <laughs> responsible for enjoying that is helping me in my desire to want to have my cup filled. But I do know that um, where I pour over here is not necessarily going to pour back, but mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get poured. Um, but it's, it's noting that you give up your overflow and not what's in your cup because you need that. Mm -hmm. um, I can't help you if I don't have any help to give, right? Think about mm -hmm. it in terms of just something more tangible like money, right? Um, mm -hmm. If I need to literally help my family or my friends by giving them the money um, or, you know, mm -hmm. and I, that's not something I do, but yes, by lending and the lend borrow thing is not really a thing for me. I give or I don't. But mm -hmm. if you have money and somebody's asking for $5 and you have 10, you give them the five, um, you may not be getting the five from them. You may get it from elsewhere. But if you're giving all of your 10, now what? Then you have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. So you have a responsibility to ensure that you have what you need before you're able to give anything mm -hmm. and be mindful of that. And it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. I, I say uh, there was a year where I was very clear that I want to operate by really having, you know, a confident yes and a strong no. If I'm saying yes to something, then it's a yes. And if I'm not mm -hmm. doing that thing, it has to be something really big to get me out of that. But we really have to work on being being just honest, true, and loving to ourselves. We have mm -hmm. to love on you. That's yes. the only way else to put it, that, um, that mm -hmm. responsibility with ourselves, for ourselves, about ourselves, is really um, the this, this self-interest in ensuring that we're okay. Because it's like the the big thing, Latanya and I speak on this a lot, um, it's, it's where... When you get on the airplane, as you know, I love airplanes. Um, uh -huh. Put your mask on first before you put anybody else's mask on. And really, it's that idea of you have to make sure you secure yourself before anybody, yes. children, mm -hmm. every, whomever, right? So there is that responsibility to ourselves to put our mask on first. And for me, that work looks like self-care. That looks like spa days. <laughs> it looks mm -hmm. like my eyebrows and everything else not done. But this is quarantine, Stana. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. Self-care, <laughs> travel, but really being able to identify the things that you need to do for you to replenish that part of you. And, and, and the piece about asking for what you need, I am fighting. I am in this arena for anybody who's having a problem or a challenge and really being able to ask. I am not an asking person. Um, Nothing at all. Nothing. But there is a responsibility that I'm trying to 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 strengthen that muscle of being able to ask mm -hmm. for what I need from from those are those who are in my more immediate circle. So to be able to say mm -hmm. I need a hug 
it may sound regular to everybody else, it's so terrifying for me. Um, but mm -hmm. sending there days where I, 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 I just need a hug, right? It was a hard mm -hmm. day. Um, or, or I need quiet. Mm -hmm. Or I have too much quiet. I need people. Um, or I just need to lay on the floor. And I promise you, soon it will be literally, I'm going to bite the bullet and just book a trip. But we, have, we, we just have to figure out what that thing is for you. And it could be multi multiple things that, that could help mm -hmm. you just feel replenished um, and, and getting connected with that and knowing that uh, true connection is really um, ideal. I think we're, we're walking too far away from what true connection really mm -hmm. is and relying mm -hmm. very heavily on, on social media and things for connection. And um, right. th those things are quite superficial. And um, that's what we're finding the highest rates of suicide in teenagers and things of that mm -hmm. nature happening in our world today. So mm -hmm. um, really, really, really important. I, I, if I could stress anything, um, emotional health is huge. I, I have a family member who is currently um, clinically depressed to a point where she has really no no clear idea of, of where she is today. Um, and it's wow. scary. It's, it's a deep thing in my family and, and it's hard to even speak to it or even make sense of it. Um, but to understand mm -hmm. that emotional health, not mental, right? Brain is emotional fine, but the emotional traumas, the ones where we haven't done our surgeries for ourselves, the ones where we haven't yep. spoken enough of over time, over our lifespan, could cripple us to a point where we lose our minds, literally. When you yep. see people on the street, mm -hmm. you may call them crazy. Some of that is not, it's not mental where they're, you know, they have a chemical imbalance of the sort, but it could be emotional trauma that is unfilled, yes. um, that they're mm -hmm. walking around with to the point where they're presenting as completely out of, out of, you know, touch with, with current reality. So really, really, right. we do that, um, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists, I know in, in our communities that that's not something that's very popular, but, um, mm -hmm. We shouldn't be so afraid of that. We shouldn't be so afraid of that. And no. we need to think about, again, how do we show up as our best selves? And um, there's a couple different websites on uh, just one where, you know, I think it's Black Gold Girls Therapy. I subscribe to a number of different things. But really, you know, to get the person to talk to. I, I find my mm -hmm. friends are often really the greatest therapy I have um, in really mm -hmm. speaking to what my experience is. But we, we need to do our own surgeries when we're left to. And if we can't do it ourselves, we have a requirement to ourselves to find out who can do it for us because the emotional, yes. um, the emotional effects um, that we experience are huge. And we, we carry a lot of that as people of color. Mm -hmm. We're car carrying yep. the pathology of mm -hmm. the emotional <sighs> traumas that our ancestors mm -hmm. suffered mm -hmm. that, yep. uh, that are continuing in our life today. And how are we attending to that? So really super important that we address that, make it okay, and even now make it popular. Like I see all these influences, mm -hmm. so what are they influencing? Let's think about that. Right. What is the right. that we're seeking? And um, mm -hmm. we need to really seek further influence that's more helpful to our souls. Like, you know, I right. reach out to you and I'm like, how is your soul? How is your soul? And like, yo, and I swear to God, like this is real, this is real talk now, people. So when Stoner reached out to me, and she started saying, like, how is your soul, King? I, yo, I was like, yo, nobody asked me that. Like, nobody asked me that question. But, like, she asked me that question of, like, yo, how is your soul? How are you feeling? And that's such a difference of, oh, how is your day? 
right? Like that's that's a typical how was your day. But like when she asked me that, sometimes it makes you stop and think and say, yo, wait a second, how is my soul t- today? Am I just running and running and running? Am I just going and going and going? Like how is Terrence in here? Right. You know, so that's something that I, you know, thank you for that too, because I need it all the time, man. Thank you. Um, and a lot of it, as far as self-help and, and self-love um, and emotional freedom, that comes with, with vulnerability, too. Um, because a lot of times we expect or we ask for forgiveness from other people. But when you're vulnerable with yourself, you'll be able to forgive yourself and be open with yourself so that you can sleep better at night, maybe for the transgressions that you did or the mistakes that you did or that you made. And it's, it's, to me, it's very important that that we forgive ourselves first of all the things that, that we feel shame of. You know what I'm saying? So um, go in there. that's something that I, I just wanted to, to just, uh, you know, touch on right quick. Um, they go in there, right? They go in there. Yeah. The, the questions are the answers. You would mm-hmm. find that if you're reading a book, right, and you often may not retain a lot of the information if you don't have questions about what the book is really speaking to. Because the, mm-hmm. the, the, the questions are the answers. Um, the question mm-hmm. itself is what, what leads us to the answer. What we're thinking about, um, half of the things that we're trying to get clarity about, right, right. Um, and digging through. And you speak so much about vulnerability, and as much as I love it, I hate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going into our, our our souls and and how we are how we're treating our souls and when i ask that question you know i'm really wanting to know how that really is and and we just mm-hmm. just this thing that that sometimes was really kind of getting to me a little bit we, right we're quick to answer how are you i'm good i'm fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really to say wait let's get away from that piece i really want to know how are you doing and then it's because a lot of us are not really prepared for the responses that we will get for the, how are you doing? Because maybe mm-hmm. what you're doing is really, really a big answer. It's really, it's really a big answer that, are you ready to sit with that? And I have to mm-hmm. think about, is this a place, because vulnerability is big, but we have to be responsible in our vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That on just anybody. And then we can go into the separation of, of guilt and shame. Yep, yep, so much of it. What is, mm-hmm. what is shame and what is guilt, right? This, the mm-hmm. shame being, based on some of the research from, from Brene, um, shame being something like, I am bad, versus guilt being, I did something bad. And even how we do that with our kids in saying, you're bad, you're wrong, like really having a person own this part and, and this feeling that they should not own. There's a separation in doing something wrong Oh, bad, I, I don't mm-hmm. really, you know, respond to right and wrong, so you know this. But really thinking mm-hmm. through what is the difference between I did something wrong and I am wrong. Right. I'm really not right. letting somebody own that. But the other piece that I am always mindful and, and scary about is how we, we try to push positivity so much that we deny what we're feeling. Like I was saying, of like, course. like, oh, you know, blessed. Yes, we are all blessed, but it's okay mm-hmm. to own that. I don't feel so great today. It's okay mm-hmm. to and own what your experience is and um i selfishly give permission to myself every time for all of the feelings that i am feeling mm-hmm. good bad or indifferent and i know that they they don't make me who i am i don't own them as in i am x but i am experiencing this right now 
right? Mm -hmm. It's so important to make that distinction of, of deciding what we're experiencing versus what we are. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I was doing a live yesterday and my boy reminded me of, of a post that I wrote. He said that hit him crazy. And he was like, yo, yo T, you wrote something the other day and you said that, yo, that we're so dysfunctional that we will um, good ourselves to death. Correct. And, and I was like, Imagine. oh, yeah, I, I, I did right there. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm okay. Like, I, and mm -hmm. I am so not necessarily when I'm asking that, you know, that when I ask how are you feeling, how is your soul? I really want to know mm. what is, your I know. what does that feel mm -hmm. like today? Cause it may not be good. And if I know it's not so good, let me infuse some of that into you. Let me infuse some of yep. let me that life into you that you may need to really help you get through to the other. I end. know never invalidated on or denying what your experience is, right? And right. That goes mm -hmm. to the understanding of sympathy versus empathy and saying, I'm not feeling right. sorry, right? But I can understand what it feels like to feel that way because I've been there. And so I empathize right. that feeling and to say, how can I support you in this? Because if it's sitting mm -hmm. here with you in it and helping you until you're ready to get out, or is it really sitting here giving you some positive words so you could help pull yourself out of it? Um, but, but I right. think it's important that we... Um, Stay true to yourself because you're best at being you, always. Right. right? You right. really to be the beings that we are. And um, we're best at, you're best at being you, so own that. And own that if you're having a mm -hmm. bad day. Yes, I'm having a bad day. It feels horrible. I feel like I'm drowning. It's, mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. Work was hard today. Yes, I could deal with it. Mm -hmm. or, or there's a lot of stuff going on. And so um, being able to own that and knowing that not everybody holds that, but, but we should nope. have something that can. And so for right. all, all my friends are on here, just know when I'm asking that, I'm not shying away from the truth of your experience. I'm leaning into mm -hmm. the truth of your experience mm -hmm. that we could ride that together to come out of it. Right. And, and it shows the difference um, in just asking different questions, too. Um, there, there's a question from Black Eyes 23. Um, he said, mental health isn't a topic often discussed or taken seriously in the African-American community. Now, now, I touched on, on this yesterday. Um, and it's true. Um, mental health a lot of times isn't taken seriously in our community because we're in denial. And we always, and we come from, and I'll just speak for, you know, me and, and what I've seen. We come from a very, a generation of, you know what, we'll just pray everything away. We just gonna pray everything away. Or we just gonna pray about it and do nothing about it. So we just gonna sit there and like your, your grandmother, your grandmama told you she gonna pray everything away. Your mama told you that she gonna pray everything away. They tell you to go speak to your pastor and, and everything is gonna be okay. And the truth is, listen, as a Christian or whatever it is, whoever it is that you pray to, pray, pray. It's not wrong with that. I'm not saying that you pray, but faith without works is dead. So you pray and then you do the work. So as God has also placed these, these therapists in your in your path right. that you can utilize right. to, to get you the help that you need right so we have to get away from that generational dysfunction and, and that generational rhetoric of just pray everything away and god is going to make everything in the blink of an eye everything is is going to be okay because you'll find yourself years and years and years in a depressive state and nothing has changed so yes prayer is is good oh that 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 is the perfect one the the uh -huh. devil did it and you just got to pray it away and that's like 
very toxic. And it's like, yes, we get it. And there's a space for prayer. Believe me, I get it. But you also have to do the work on you. Like, we've got to get away from this whole old school, dysfunctional, generational rhetoric that I absolutely hate. And it's just, that's all we can do in life is just this one thing. But we don't have to put in the work. Right. We don't got to put in the work. We have to get uncomfortable. We have to get uncomfortable. And I believe growth happens in uncomfortable spaces. Um, mm -hmm. As you're saying, that, that piece where people say, oh, I'll pray for you, is this to say somehow just praying for you makes it, makes it better. People will pray for you mm -hmm. before they be there for you. They'll pray for you mm -hmm. before they show up for you, right? And so it's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to leave you here in your dysfunction, in crying, whatever you're experiencing, but I'm going to go over mm -hmm. here and pray for you, and that, that, that absolves everything. Um, right. So, you know, I have, a, I have a much bigger view of, of, of God, the soul of the universe, mm -hmm. um, you know, the traditional view of it. And so definitely sit strong in the understanding that, you know, we, we pray for strength. We pray for guidance, we pray for direction. And if we're yep. creating image, then we ourselves are creators. And so being left to create and to exercise our faith in creating what we would like to see um, is often where we stop mm -hmm. because we're waiting for it to be done for us rather than acting, rather than doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, we're missing some opportunities of really engaging with that power source of ours really to help us. Mm -hmm define and get to where we need to be because as you said mm -hmm. um to that quote faith without works is dead what what, what are you saying you're speaking up and being right. but you're not doing. um and so right. i think you find a new mm -hmm. space a new generation of us really looking for we we need the works mm -hmm. we need the works All right so and that's right in how to do mm -hmm. and we have to stop you know and i believe to a certain point that listen whatever happens in this house stays in this house but mm -hmm. we've taken that and we've put it on steroids to where we don't take anything, you know, saying outside of the Lord, you know what I'm saying? We don't go to therapy. We don't like, we don't seek the help. We don't talk to our friends. We don't, we don't do a lot of these things because it's, you know what? Everything is just about take it to the pastor, take it to the church, take it to the Lord, take it to your mama, or just keep it inside this confined space and don't tell anybody anything. Because of it's in this house, stays in this house. No, because what's in this house is staying in this house, and it's destroying our families, and it's destroying our communities, and it's destroying generations. And this is the problem, because we, we, we have been taught the same way for so many different years. Generation. And it's like something has got to give, and something has got to change. Right. And it's, it's like we are the ones to do that. We had about community and really understanding what that means. Right, and that separation I, mm -hmm. I, I talk about neighborhoods and communities, and have we really created community? Because too often you're taught not to share, not to lend it, mm -hmm. rather than being responsible yep. on who you share with, when you share, and understand. Right. You know what? So often we have been left. If you look at the, the cultures around us, and we're thinking about Black culture and other cultures around us, right? And this mm -hmm. we consistently have to go it alone, to do it our, on our yep. own. Say this. Yep. As here yeah, thinking about creating that community, that tribe of, of, of young women, um, young black women in corporate American mm -hmm. system. I'm not looking to mm -hmm. do it alone. I'm not looking to grow it alone. I'm really looking for a tribe to help build it together. There is there is no right. you know any accolade and say you created this thing or what have you. And so often we're trying to go it alone because we're taught hold this, keep it safe, hold it for yourself and not expand it. This is why we're 
not often pulling people into these conversations, into these rooms that we're entering, because mm -hmm. no, you don't share that. And, and so mm -hmm. we have to get away from that and understanding in building and growing, going together is going best. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and uh, a lot of times it's, you know what? He has to go through what I went through. Like he has, uh, he has, he has to pay his dues. My God, to pay my dues. Right. Like, wait a second, time out. That's in in different cultures. They they bring pe people up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they don't make the other person go through everything that that they had that they had right. to go through. But for us, it's just like, oh, we got to make this person go through what right. what we went through. Why why do I want you to feel what I went through? What what is that mentality? What is that? What is it about? It, right. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, even when I think often, I share this with some of the people I know where it's so important to, for me, to say, you know what, when I think about the, the things that are, you know, if I knew then what I know now, knowing it in my mm -hmm. now, I want to give it to you in your then, so that your yes. now is so different than mine. And we're just right. not going responsibility. And it goes back to all of what we've just been talking about, where, you know, it's not praying anything away. It's really the mm -hmm. action. Love is action. Love is not a thing yep. that you just kind of, it just sits up in some, some picture or some odd, right? It's an action item. Mm -hmm. So if you're loving yep. somebody, what you're doing is how do you love? How do you give? How do you act in that, in that space? And we're doing our mm -hmm. sense of service in, in, that, in that way. Um, and we, we need to take greater accountability for just that piece. Um, 200%. Um, so, so when it comes to mental health, um, in our youth, within our youth, um, because now we're living in times where, like you said, it's, it's unprecedented times, right? We went through COVID, kids haven't been able to graduate, um, kids now we went from not being able to, you know, see, you know, they're not being able to see, see their friends in school, um, and, and things like that. How would you, like, what would you tell somebody who is maybe 10 years old right now? Like, what would you tell them? Like, they, like, 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 they're seeing the civil unrest. You know, they're going through COVID. They may not go go back to school right on time. School's gonna look different. Like, what type of tools would would you give somebody who's maybe ten years old right now? You know, who's who, who's looking at life and, and, and saying, "Man, twenty twenty is is a lot," and it is a lot. <laughs> twenty twenty is a lot. I would affirm that, a hundred and fifty percent. What we're experiencing in the world is a lot. What we're exposed mm -hmm. to and where the awareness of is a lot. Um, it's, it's not new. All of what we're experiencing has happened before and we've persevered and we'll continue to do so. Mm -hmm. And yep. the, the challenge too is that in all of our experiences that we've had and our elders have had and what they have you know, succumbed and, and come past and really thrived through, um, we don't give enough light to that. So again, going back to the new thyself and understanding that through all the challenge, the, 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 the trials that we triumph. And what does that look like? Right. So I'm usually so very big on character building. So when I look mm -hmm. at, at the kids, you know, the 10-year-olds, and you're kind of pulling me like, if I had a 10-year-old child, what would, I, what would I say to my to that? Or to student. Myself? Yeah, or cousin, sisters, whoever. My guys or my hearts. Um, mm -hmm. Really, one, feel that feeling, what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Standing mm -hmm. in it, sitting in it. Um, I'm here to help you navigate through it, understanding mm -hmm. that you have support in it, talking through mm -hmm. experiences, um, and at the same time, infusing in them the strength of their being to create, to create change, mm. to identify how mm -hmm. 
they move through. Because I often will say things like, um, changes are only constant, right? It's the only mm -hmm. thing we have constantly happening in every, in every space that we're in. And mm -hmm. if you are resisting change or fighting it, it really means it's already happened. So what is the best way to navigate through it? It's really understanding how can I make change work for me? How can I make this right. thing happening work for me? So yes, COVID happened and we're home, right? And, and I'm, I'm not in school and I'm in the house. How can I make this work, work for me? And when I think about, you know, my mm -hmm. eldest goddaughter and how she's used that to really say things like um, she's getting more time to do her work. So she's finding it more successful and that she has more time to think through and, and complete her work, right? So really finding mm -hmm. where is the opportunities in all things um, as a measure of just how we do business. Because this has happened now. It's not to say it can happen again or that we won't see worse or we won't see better. So really think right. through how our, our perception of what we're experiencing is really going to be big, right? So how do mm. you perceive what you're experiencing and being able to channel what you can gain and what you can grow, what you can build, the positive pieces that you could take from this thing are going to be mm. essential to your resilience. We have to work mm. at, being res at building, you know, resilient minds, thoughtful minds and mm -hmm. thinking minds because I find often we are sitting in a space where we're dealing with being told what we should think and we are having mm -hmm. more and more the inability to think ourselves, like how to think, mm -hmm. how to get information mm -hmm. and make, make sense of it, how to logically discern what we can really use to take forward and being stuck in people telling us, well, here's what this is and really just owning that. So we really have to start mm -hmm. to work to, to help our kids learn how to think and not just what to think. Um, when I see some mm -hmm. of, <laughs> I chuckle, but when I see some of the social media influences, I don't know, like I'm, I'm more so on Twitter than anything else than, than any of the other. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what does this person do? Like, what is the story? And these are the kids that the people our kids gravitate to. What are they being taught? What are they being taught mm -hmm. that they're holding on to? So really saying when I'm teaching you, and I'm so very, very, very proud of my goddaughter, the eldest one, um, Zai, in that, you know, she really is able to discern and think through what, no, this doesn't make sense, or yeah, no, nah, I, I don't like that, rather than just accepting what's given. Because that's where we're right. really having a hard time when we're finding so much of our people are more acting like sheep than acting like shepherds. And don't get me wrong, right. we're led, but we really have to learn or, or start reintroducing the idea of how to think rather than what to think. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's right. a big challenge, so it's really helping that, that young mind um, develop that piece and strengthen that space. Mm -hmm. So, um, and speaking of like the home and, you know, children and stuff like that, um, I've, I've always said, you know, Operation Heal Our Homes. Huh? I don't got kids to so. <laughs> Oh, no. Nah, well, well that's, what I, that's what I was getting to is whether it be your, your children or whether it be community. It's Operation Heal Our Homes and Heal Our com Community, right? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if I could just share, you know, a story for, for, for a second, um, you know, my dad wasn't a talker too much, you know, he grew up in Aiken, South Carolina and they didn't, uh, and they didn't uh, allow a lot of talking, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times he, um, you know, he kind of brought that energy too with, with, uh, with raising me. Right. And, um, my mom was the one who always gave me the permission to communicate and to express and, and to be vulnerable. But the one thing that my dad taught me was presence. The value of presence um, was immense. And not just 
for me as, as his son because he was at every game, every practice, right? Anything that I was involved with, parent-teacher conferences, whatever the case was, like, like, I can never say my dad wasn't there and very active in my life, right? But also, he was there for the kids in, in the neighborhood too, right? I've had friends of mine that tell me, man, I remember when your dad used, used to come pick, pick me up from, from practice and take, and, and take me home, you know what I'm saying, when I didn't have a dad, right? You know what I'm saying? He would take, take me to parties and things like that. So I, I think whether you're a father, father figure, whatever it is, I think that it's very important to be very present in your community, even if it's not your kids, or even if you don't have kids, to get involved, right? And I think it's, it's, it's super important because I, I think it was about six, seven years ago, I, I opened up an article, right, in the newspaper, and I read about an assistant coach um, who had, you know, some inappropriate pictures of his basketball, you know, players. Right. And when I looked at that, right, it was one of my old assistant coaches that I had 20 years before when I was eight or nine years old. And he got arrested for that. Wow. Right. And you know what that brought me back to? My dad being present. My dad not missing a practice. Any tournament that I went and I had to travel for, he was there and he was taking kids with him. That wasn't his own. And that taught me, and I said, man, that could, like, that could have been me. Like, but at the time, I had no worries because my dad was there. Yeah. And he was a pillar in, 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 in the community. Like, he would take me to parties at 17 years old. I hated it. I'm not going to lie to you. I hated it. 17 years old, I was about the women. Hey, listen, hey. And he would get up out of his bed at 3, at three o'clock in the morning and pick me up because he was like... Because you don't know what's going to happen in, in these streets. And you don't know what's going to happen with the police. Mm. So my dad said less, but he did a lot more. And, and, and so it's so important to me to always be present in the community, whether they're, they're kids, they're my kids, whether they're not my kids. But to me, I don't want to, to um, share that because I felt like that's valuable um, for people out there who maybe have children. Um, who are active in the community or for people who don't, but just your presence matters. Your presence is so important. Um, and, and just do the work. Don't be afraid to really just do the work and get out there and, and get with these kids because you don't know whose life you're saving. Mm. Because when I look back at it, that could have been me. I could have been a victim of, of some of those crimes. It's true. It's truthfully crimes, right? That happened like, uh, with these kids, these young boys. And that could have been me. But but my dad said no, it could never be you. Um, so I, I just want to just I'm not I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but um, you know I just wanted to to um to um say that. Um, so that that was an important point to call into being that whether or not you are gifted with the opportunity to be a father and a dad, um, that does not prevent you from showing up showing up and it goes back to again some of many talks that you've had and that i've listened to with other um, prominent people in your conversations about community and what that looks mm -hmm. like we need to really build and create community um with ourselves to say that you know what you had that in your dad but imagine the importance of that even for folks who may not have had their dad there but they had your dad mm -hmm. there 
difference maker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, he just didn't care about me. And it's funny because when, uh, when I did the, the live for Father's Day and I did the special live ce celebrating fathers, one of the guys that came on and he was like, yo, T, I, you know, my, my father wasn't there, but, he, but your father took care of me. Whenever I was out, just like he took care of you. Yeah. And he said that taught me to do the same thing for because now he has a son. And he was like, that taught me to do the same thing for my son. And yeah. I was just like, man, you know what I'm saying? That's just amazing. And he was like, your father didn't have to do that. But he cared about more than, than just you. He cared about the community. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and to me, that, and that was powerful. Yeah, that's why um, we don't diminish the role of fathers and men in, in our communities. The homes. In our lives, um, mm -hmm. so you and I have touched on that, and in, in how we are not really doing the service enough to recognize the importance of that role. Perry, mm -hmm. you know, you hear you hear this from me all the time. You know, um, I love my parents; they're, they're fantastic people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am very thankful to the both of them for all they've instilled with me. But I absolutely recognize the difference of um, what I get from my father and what I get from mom, and having my yeah. dad. Yeah is a difference. I've gone through breakups where I'm just like, I don't need you. I got my dad, you know, like I stand yeah. very proudly in that where, you know, he's my person. Um, and, and, and that, mm -hmm. and that's okay. And so the importance of us having, having both these polarizing figures of what is the masculine energy and the feminine energy that we both, we all have in us, um, demonstrating mm -hmm. for us in, in real life is, is so huge to show up. Mm -hmm. This period. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, uh, like I 23 said, I felt that losing my father changed my life. And then my good friend Dira said, um, you know, losing a dad definitely changes your whole being. And, you know, I know, you know, because me and her have had conversations of, you know, just losing our fathers. And my dad passed in, um, you know, 2016, you know, but, you know, he left me such, such, such a, um, a legacy, you know, and so many gems, you know, that I got from, from him. Um, that I can sit here and, and have these conversations to, today. And when you lose a parent um, and a father, um, it does change you, you know, change me, you know, um, in different ways, you know. But it's like I said, you have to have a, a village of people to, to, to help you out. So it's like, for me, I, I need to help processing that whole thing. And I'm appreciative to my friend Dira, um, who helped me out a lot with that because um, it changes you a lot, you know? And sometimes people don't understand unless it's happened to them and they don't really get it. You know what I'm saying? They just go, you know, the whole thing, I'll pray for you. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, mm, all right, cool. But there's a lot more that you need. There's a whole lot to unpack. There's a lot of unresolved things that you go through, you know? Um, so for anybody who, who's, who's lost a family member, I would truly... Uh, or, or parent, especially, or grandparent, or whoever, I would truly um, encourage you to go seek help, seek counseling, or or have a friend, or find a friend that's gone through it, and fellowship with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that that really truly can help you through the fog um, of even depression or confusion or whatever it is, or or the different emotions that you feel is not normal. You'll find that it's normal, you know, and just understand. That, that grief is real and triggers can happen at any moment and that's okay. Right. You know, so don't, don't, you know, don't think that you're alone. Don't think that, that, you're, that it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Grief is a hell of a thing and it can hit at any time. Yeah. 
and, and you, you know, so yeah. You were talking mm -hmm. about just just some of those facts surrounding that, right? Like, um, mm -hmm. really not a, a time frame. You know what I mean? Like, no. My expectation that people have. Well, it's been like it's been like ten years. You should, you know, there's really not a, a time frame. I don't think you, anybody gets to really tell you what that looks like or understand what that looks like. And I, I know for everybody that that's a different experience mm -hmm. on on how we deal with grief, um, mm -hmm. and where it takes us, and and how we address it, and you know how when it's unaddressed. Um, what that could linger and be. And so you do have people who, you know, it's been 20, 30 years that they've gone through that tragic experience yes. still having not had the opportunity to really walk through it because it's so interesting. And I, I hear this often. I had one of my employees who recently had a passing and was struggling with just what to do and how to do that and um, not having the time to grieve because immediately was left to figure things out. You know, I got to think about yeah. the house and this and that. And so... Mm -hmm. We often don't find that life um, often allows for the space and time enough to really even deal with some of, of the challenges that come with that. And, and there's not a real true ending. And mm -hmm. the idea that, that life isn't the same and figuring out what what that normal would be like and what it is. And so just mm -hmm. being respectful and mindful of that at the same time. Yeah, and Lady Lady B said, my father passed away 24 years ago and, and, and it's still tough. And my homegirl Dira said, um, um, she's pushing 20 years next year, and some days feel like one year. It's very hard. And and mind you, you know, if, if I kept the same mentality that that we spoke about earlier, about just keeping things in home and, you know what I'm saying, what stays in this house, what, what happens in this house stays in this house, I would have never reached out to her and, and said, hey, like, you know, do you have any type of advice, like, talk about this? Because I know, like, you lost, you know what I'm saying? Because not many people can... People really don't know what to say. People don't really know how to act sometimes. It can be awkward for them. So it's like when you know somebody who has gone through it, you know what I'm saying, use your resources. You know what I'm saying? Because that could mean the difference of you going into a depressive state or you going towards managing it better. And um, and if you don't have anybody um, that's within your circle that, that can help you, then go to grief counseling. Find somebody in in your local area. Um, take it seriously yeah. uh, because grief is is very real, and it can bring you into a a really bad space in life in in all aspects of your life. It can affect you at work. Could affect your relationship. It could affect um your your walk with God. It could affect everything, and and it's something that should be taken seriously. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys that if if you're going through something. Don't keep it inside. Don't keep it at home. You know what I'm saying? Definitely share and open up yourself. Be vulnerable um, because it's only going to help you. Yeah, we um, you know. A vulnerability as, as a weakness, right? Um, I, I think it, it's for so many of the things that we experience that are challenging and it just feels like, you know, you have to be strong. And there's always that thing. Got to be strong, mm -hmm. whatever that's supposed to mean and really not identifying strength in being vulnerable strength in actually looking for connectivity with someone else who has it and somehow asking for help and i speak for myself as far as just sitting in that and fighting through that battle um as well in the, the challenge of asking for help just the idea of asking for help feels like uh, i'm weak or i'm not strong enough or, or something to that end and so somehow we have to do ourselves the honor of um fighting the narrative of, of feeling that vulnerability is being weak asking for help is meaning that we're weak and that we're not strong enough 
and just some of those those things that have just been embedded through um conversations and just generations of just nope you just eat it up you just hold it all and you just keep pushing and be strong mm -hmm. and, um being strong can have a really different meaning when you understand that um you know getting yeah. help asking for help speaking out speaking up and really leaning in right is really mm -hmm. so much more helpful than any anything else else we're just sitting in our hurt continuously and we're not we're not growing we're not building we're not progressing mm -hmm. and that that's certainly not good to us mm -hmm. so black guy said he's never had that type of relationship with somebody and um he said like his dad told him don't you know you know crying is for girls and the man always handles issues on his own well let me tell you about that bro um you know to be honest with you a lot of us were brought up like that. My, uh, my dad brought me up like that too, to a certain point, but my mom totally com combated that. It was like, no, that's not the right way. And I'm gonna tell you, stress is real. Emotional dysfunction and turmoil is real. And that could have really adverse effects on your health. My mom had a brain aneurysm because she was too stressed out. There are people who are having heart attacks because they don't, because they don't let it out. Like, don't think because you don't let it out that you that you're dealing with it on your own because you're not. A lot of a lot of times that we think that we can handle things on our own, we can't handle it on our own. We're just sweeping it under the rug. And and it's building up, it's building up, it's gonna build up, and it's gonna come out one way or another. Now with that, it could be your health. That that's one of the biggest things. Heart attack, you know, cancer, brain aneurysms, all of those things can be attributed to what you have going on in here. Because you're trying to deal with it yourself, and you don't have the capabilities of dealing it with it with yourself. There are certain things that that's too hard for us to bear, but our egos tell us Ego. that we can put everything on, on on our backs and just go and carry and carry and carry until your body tells you you well, can't do it anymore. Right. Listen, bro. Listen, I, I, I'm gonna just say one thing: if you need somebody to talk to, you can hit me up. I'm I'm here. I'm a brother. I don't know you, but I, but I'm a brother. This is what we do. There's no shame, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's no pride and ego with me. I'll give it to you straight. I'm 100. Like, I don't care about no egos, no, no, man, I'm, I, 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 like, I have to be this way. I don't have to be any way but me, bro. I'm here for you. Whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to talk, I'm here. Like, there's no, no, no egos, bro. It's not going to go nowhere but, but between me and you. And, that's, and, and this is what we have to do with each other. You know what I'm saying? We have to change the narrative of, of, about being emotional is for women because men are dying at an early age because of this same rhetoric. Right. Men die from colon cancer because they don't want to get a test because it's feminine, because the test they feel is, is feminine. And like, we've got to get away from this narrative, bro. So listen, I'm here for you, bro. And I'm extending the olive branch to, 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 to you, man, because... Um, it, it's it's totally necessary, and I'm gonna leave some of the talk. I probably just talk too much. <laughs> no, 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 that that's brilliant. I think um, it's important for us to know we we have we have support and we have community, and um, while, while we fight against the gremlins that really will tell us we're inadequate or we're not strong enough or holding this in and and building distress and carrying everything on our shoulders is what makes us strong. Um, we have to let we have to work on understanding that that's different and that's not really true and the things that we've been told don't hold truth to them all the time right yeah something. nope um because uh i saw a lot of the, the note that stress stress skills i mean it literally it kills physically 
Um, I can say that I physically have manifested stress in my life that I felt <laughs> and um, I, I didn't understand even like went to doctors and the doctor was just like, so you're just going to go to all the other doctors so they can tell you the same thing. Um, so, so we have to be mindful of that and how we do that. And, and it takes a bravery. It takes a bravery and a courage mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and really speak to how our ego gets in the way and allows for stress to happen that could really kill us, right? And mm -hmm. yeah. that we have to, to one, speak to this. We have to stop being afraid to speak about it. We have mm -hmm. to stop being afraid to own it. We have to not be shy about it, right? Like, like I can mm -hmm. certainly raise my hands to be bold to some of the challenges. Sometimes the vulnerability is like, you don't want people to know. Um, but it's not about mm -hmm. people knowing if it's saying, you know what, I'm in it too. I'm in this arena too. I'm fighting the same battle too. And while it may appear mm -hmm. something different, understand that I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm with you. And it's not I'm feeling sorry, mm -hmm. it's not an empathy. It's an empathy of understanding as human beings we're all in these fights and every person that you're meeting at any single day, any single time is fighting battles that you have no idea about, even ourselves, because while we even share a lot, there's so much happening in our heads that we're not even sure that just, we're just holding on to just trying to figure out, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. Like I, I use, I compartmentalize, mm -hmm. I gotta put everything into a box in my head and okay, I'm going to open this box and do with this now. Mm -hmm. And everybody's dealing with it in different ways. And some people it's like jumbled up noise and it's not in mm -hmm. a box, but, when we're meeting each other, we're just, you know, kicking and laughing and not having these real conversations about what we're experiencing and truly being there to help, mm -hmm. honor, grow, and understand each other. That's where true friendship, true partnership, true build. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing mm -hmm. of that, right? We're, we're having too many surface conversations that we're not really helping grow each other except for just very, very surface. So for me, it's yes, so. step out and own own all of my crap, mm -hmm. all of the, the muddy, the, the things that we don't want to see because it can resonate for somebody else and, and help me in, in understanding what is happening there too, then that's what we do. Mm -hmm. That's what we do for each other. So I commend and, and, and And to go with that, it's like eight years ago, I remember telling my mom, I, I said, Mom, I said, I see you out here. You're, you're really working a lot. I said, and you're stressing out about a lot of stuff. I said, you're holding it in. I said, you're trying to conquer the world. I said, you got to stop and take a breath take, and take a breather. I said, because this can really do damage on you. Right? And then one day, I meet her somewhere. We, we hang out. Then I leave. Half hour later, I get a phone call. And they're like, yo, your mom is sick. Something's really wrong with her. I go back to rush to her. Long story short, she was having a brain aneurysm. Yeah. What do you think that equates to? Like, and it's like we have to call it out too. Like, whether it be your mom, your dad, your grandmother, your, your friends, your aunts, your uncles, when they're doing something or that, that you can see, it's like there's no more hierarchy of, of elder. It's like, no, nah, I have to tell you that you're doing these, that, that, that you're going about it the wrong way, whether they listen to you or not. Sometimes it'll take five times. Sometimes it'll take 10. But if you open your mouth and tell them, hey, listen, I see you going down the wrong path. I know you're a little older than me, but I see you going down the wrong path. Please change. Like, if you need help, I'm here for you as well. Because our elders are very stubborn. Know. You know what I'm saying? Our friends, a lot of times, they can, you know, they're a little bit more open, you know. But our elders, they're a little bit more stubborn. You know what I'm saying? And thankfully, she survived. You know, but sometimes that's your body telling you, dog, you're doing too much. Oh, and you broke me down to the point of almost death. Right. 
And sometimes it, it'll take that to happen to people for them for them to really get it and say, okay, I can't be the same way. Because her thing was, oh, well, that's just me. That That's in my DNA. And it's just like, you know, nah, like sometimes what's in your, your DNA got to change. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that just can't be your answer for everything. Oh, well, that's just the way I am. No, change. You can change. Be better for yourself, it please. Is, you know what I'm saying? Change is our only constant. Is the one thing we're often fighting against. Mm -hmm. um, we have a question here. Um, I'll let you have that at, at this um, at this point. I, in your I can't fight, even see it. What would each of you tell your 21 year old self? What does your wisdom tell you? What would you say to your 21 year old self? Because I think back on my 21 year old self. Oh man, oh we my 21 year old self. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think I would tell myself, oh man, to to be one to be more mindful um, of what I of I, I would say my my finances. That's number one. <laughs> um, I was out there partying a lot. I was there buying too many bottles when I was twenty one. Um, I think I would tell myself number one to begin journaling at an earlier age. That's truthfully begin journaling at an earlier age, um, learning how to de-stress at an earlier age, um, going to counseling at an earlier age. Um, those are three things that I think I would absolutely tell myself um, at an earlier age, because these these are things that I really started to to, to do in my later. In my late twenty, in my late twenties, going towards thirty, I, I I really started taking my mental health seriously. But if I could look at my twenty-one year old self, I would have told myself, "Hey, start doing more self-care, more self-love um, at an earlier age, um, and start learning how to tell people no at an earlier age." I am going on thirty-six, and I'm still ha I have a hard time with telling people no. I I do, and that's. And, but that's me. That's that's my thing. Um, but I never told anybody no. If you need to start from me, it's, it was always yes. You know. So I think from for me, that's what I would tell people. Um, that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. I was. I was as you were speaking. I was listening, but I was also thinking about twenty one and trying to recall what that was. Woo. Um Man, twenty one. It's a yeah. golden years. Imagine, yeah. Um, I remember what Trinity did to me at twenty-one, but that's a whole different story. Um, at twenty-one, mm -hmm. um, just 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 to keep track of time. We got about under four minutes left. It's crazy. <laughs> Twenty-one-year-old self, I would say, give yourself permission to feel. Mm -hmm. um, yes. To feel, I think uh, for me, a lot of my challenges with the emotion, with emotion. Mm -hmm. um, Understanding the strength of vulnerability, um, mm -hmm. asking for help, asking for help when you need it, knowing yeah. that not weakness that that's necessary, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think many things kind of lie in that for me. It was um, I think I'm still working on pieces of myself where it's really more so with dealing with the emotions. It's really emotions um, for me that that I, I have a hard work with. The school and et cetera come easy, but 
dealing with the emotions of what I'm feeling, being able to honor them and really realize mm -hmm. what they are and what they call for and what they need. That's, that's, that's the struggle. So getting into the work, doing your work, doing your work. Yes. And um, unlearning, unlearning and mm -hmm. understanding the pieces that I built, um, whatever barriers, whatever walls to help me get to 21. Um, yes. I didn't need them to, that they didn't, wouldn't serve me well to continue on. Mm hmm so really starting now at 30 to understand that these these barriers and I'm, I'm having revelations every ever so often of this is what I did this this act this note from this time when this person said so I'll give you a quick anecdote um, one of my cousins was dating somebody treating her unwell and he said once you have a girl you have her head and I was clearly mm -hmm. determined to never give a person my heart so that they wouldn't have mm -hmm. her head and so there was this yeah. barrier to anybody having my heart because I don't want it to have my head mm -hmm. stupid girl if you will and um, mm -hmm. that served me for a time, but then doesn't serve me going forward. And so being able to find that um, mm -hmm. sooner um, is what right. I'm myself. Sure. Perfect. Um, listen, I'll, listen, we can go on for a longer time, but I, I think that, that, that will be it. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll do another one, maybe on relationships. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, send me the budget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but again um thank you for doing this uh with me um i thought this was an amazing conversation um you are amazing you are one of a kind you are a gem to this world and a, a gem to my life and to the people that you touch um i love you queen thank you very much for this um i think this this was a great moment uh for everybody um and um keep being great keep doing the great things that i know that you're going to continue to do um and i appreciate you so much for the role you play in my life thank you so much for doing this with me well i thank you for one allowing me to have this dialogue with you with everybody else i know we do this all the time i honor you i thank you so much for being all that you are and all that you continue to be and the, your strive and your drive to be better version of yourself and to give to the world and to continue to have these conversations with varying people. I thank you for it. And I look forward to more. And I thank everybody for joining in and just really being yes, here. Thank you. Looking forward to being able to speak to everybody about so many different things, so many topics. Um, but let's keep striving. Let's keep building. Let's keep growing, knowing who we are and the royalty that we represent and the strength that we have mm -hmm. and um, really taking our lives forward and, and just being the better versions of ourselves because there's nothing better than being who we are. Perfect ending. We got five seconds. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Keep being great.